0: In the winter of 1959, in the snow-covered mountains of Russia, a group of students set out on a cross-country hike. 29 days later, their bodies were found, and the peculiarity and strangeness of their deaths would spark a 60-year-long investigation that, to this day, remains shrouded in mystery. Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the
1: Hoke Pod, the show where we explore the strange and unusual. Really, we're just two idiots poking stuff, still, that we don't understand.
0: So, join us as we dare to ask the questions that nobody wants answered, such as Did the animated hit movie Frozen contribute to the resolution of a 60 year old cold case? Could laying face down in a ditch cause your eyes to decompose? And radiation! What's it doing in the middle of the Russian mountains?
1: I'm Erica. And I'm Emily. Let's snow! <laughs> Like, let's go. I I get it. Snow. That's a great way to start off this series. <laughs> Do you know what's bad? I
0: actually forgot to write a fun and that one was on the spot.
1: <laughs> well, that worked. <laughs> um well done. Yeah,
0: it's like welcome to season two. We're back. We're back. Also, is it season or series? Oh. What's what's the difference?
1: I don't know, but you know what? It's a sneeries. Let's just say sneeries. Uh,
0: sneeries, yes. Or back sneeries too. It's going to be stranger. It's going to be weirder. <laughs> it is. It's going to be more remote. <laughs> <It's laughs> <gonna> Even <be>, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's, yep. it's just
0: going to be all around bigger and better. Yeah. And we're starting off with a, with a weird one.
1: Yeah. I don't think we've really, we haven't really done like a murder case before.
0: Yeah. And I mean, murder is. A a death, I guess, because whether it was murder or not is part of the mystery Mm -hmm. um, and hotly debated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we haven't really done, I guess, deaths and a case in which people died. Like, I want to say true crime, but like I said, it wasn't really a crime. It was just this mysterious set of deaths, which we're
1: going to talk about. We don't really know really how they died or what (laughs) what killed them not gonna say who because it's more like what (laughs) it's more like what it's
0: I feel like it's definitely a what but it's it's certainly a weird case and you may have heard about it because it actually was opened up again um in 2019 and so I feel like there's kind of been a resurgence of interest in it um and I guess the case is predominantly called the um Dyatlov Pass case and we'll just kind of talk you through it Uh, and it begins in in very cold very wintry Russia In January of 1959, Um, January 27th, a group of 10 hikers led by a 23-year-old man named Igor Dyatlov uh, intended to hike across the North Ural Mountains. Um, It was going to be a 16-day expedition covering about 300 kilometers. Um, Eight men, two women all knew each other from the local radio engineering school and they were all qualified hikers. They all had at least their grade two hiker certification, certification. I don't know what that means but that sounds legitimate <laughs> they they had a certification in hiking so they had to be pretty experienced they were legit they were legit they were legit very young healthy hikers who were very well equipped to go on this mid-russian <laughs> winter hike through the mountains <laughs> um and so january 27th they set off um and there's 10 of them and then the day they set off actually one of them gets sick and can't continue so he turns back um, to the little village, and his name is Yudin. Um, so five days into the hike, on February 1st, uh, they are trying to cross this pass in the mountains, which will become known as Dyatlov's Pass, but a snowstorm forced them to head west instead, and so for the night they set up camp on this slope called uh, the Kolat Cycle, mm-hmm. uh Slope, part of the mountain, which, funnily enough, translates to the Dead Mountain, which is a little bit sort of a hint of what's to come for these hikers. Mm-hmm. And also just like a weird name for a mountain. I mean, maybe not weird, a creepy name for a mountain.
1: I feel like mountains have a strange name. I mean, and as far as I know, this was completely unexplored terrain. So you're going into unexplored terrain in a place called Dead Mountain. I don't know, for me, I feel like that's just like going for a swim in the Bermuda Triangle. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing really
0: <laughs> yeah and and like not to mention it's the middle of Russian winter which means it is <laughs> yeah. they say they reckon that night was between minus 25 to minus 30 degrees Mm -hmm. The coldest I've been in, actually, in Russia, was minus 21. And that was, like, in a, like, town, in the sun, and it was fucking cold. (laughs) Like, minus 21 was brutal. That was, like, you could feel, like, the ice in your bones. Yeah. You couldn't stay out longer for 20 minutes. Super rugged up. Yeah. Uh, These people are, at night, atop of a mountain, in the wind, in a tiny little tent. Oh, it was probably a pretty big tent. It housed 10 people. But a tent Mm -hmm. in the minus 25 degree temperature. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Um. So yeah, like hiking's not my thing in the best of weather, but this
1: sounds fucking miserable. <laughs> I don't know why these people
0: were doing this. I mean, you're more of an outdoorsy person than I am.
1: I would not go camping in the snow. I don't think that just sounds like <laughs> that just sounds like not a good idea. Um, and well, it turned out mm. not to be a great idea.
0: <laughs> yes, what happened next? <hikers>? Okay, so that's January 1st, and a lot of these hikers, there were nine of them in total, they kept diaries and journals, which is the reason we have sort of a detailed record up to this point. Um, and also they four of them had cameras with them. Um, so it was pretty well documented, and there's a lot of footage of the days leading up to the trip and the kind of beginning of the hike. Um, but anyway, the man who hadn't been able to continue with them, Yudin, he had agreed with Dyatlov um, that Dyatlov would send a telegram to him when they returned. To this town mm-hmm. um and the day that they were due to return comes and goes and there's no telegram so Eugen's not too worried because they're hiking and it's not an exact science mm-hmm. uh, but after a week there still hasn't been a telegram so that's when he contacts the authorities and says my friends went hiking through this pass they haven't come back yet um it was actually the university that they all attended that organized a rescue crew to go out and find them so they set out into the cold and the the snow Um, At this point, it's February 26th before the rescue team come across Dyatlov's camp. Mm. Um, And what they find is strange because they find the tent first. Um, It's collapsed. Mm. There's obviously been like a week or two of snowfall covering it. But the weirdest thing is that the tent has been cut open from the inside. And all of their belongings, including their clothes and their shoes, are neatly folded inside as well as the remnants of a meal that they would have eaten before whatever happened, happened. So immediately everyone's very concerned because the tent's been cut open mm. and the people obviously don't have their clothes with them. Um, and there's footprints outside the tent. So they follow the footprints and it kind of spreads out to a few different locations. The first set of bodies they find are 1.5 kilometres away from the tent. Mm. It takes them to the edge of the woods and there's the remnants of a fire and two of the hikers are found around the fire dead in only their underwear. Mm -hmm. So no warm weather clothes and no shoes or socks. Mm. So obviously whatever got them out of their tents was, was hurried. Above them in the trees, the branches above their trees were broken up to about five metres high, indicating that at some point they'd climbed up the trees mm. to get a good view or you can only kind of guess what they were doing up there. Oh, my gosh. They eventually find three more bodies in between this campfire and the tent, mm. and they're kind of spread out, like a couple hundred metres from each other. And these three bodies are also found, no shoes, no warm clothes, frozen to death. Mm. The final four bodies of the campers were found about three days later, further into the woods. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets a little bit stranger because these three bodies were found with more clothes than anyone else, but they kind of had mismatched clothes. It mm-hmm. wasn't their own clothes. It was some of their friends' clothes. Like they had one sock of theirs and a sock of somebody else's. And yeah. it was kind of super weird. And the assumption was like immediately that they'd gone back and taken the clothes off their dead friends to keep themselves warm. Mm. So, it's assumed they all died of hypothermia. Yeah. Something had happened. They'd run out of the tent, not been able to return. Tragic, but, you know, not a great mystery. Until the autopsy. So, they do the autopsies and this is where it gets weird. The sort of, oh God, how many was it? I have to do maths. Mm. The six of them who were found first had all been confirmed to have died of hypothermia. But the three that were found further into the woods with weird mismatched clothes on had different injuries, internal injuries. So one had fractures to the chest, yeah. another one had fractures to the skull, and mm. I think the third one also had fractures mm. to the chest, but they had no external injuries. So they had these awful debilitating like injuries that sort of had to be caused by high pressure impact, but they didn't have any cuts or bruises with the exception of one. So one of the women uh, in this group with the weird clothes was found not only with these internal injuries, but her eyes were missing, her tongue was missing, along with parts of her lip, her face, and her skull, like the bone skull was missing, and her hands had been like lacerated. Wow. The final weirdest part of this was, and why they tested for this in the first place was a bit of a mystery. Mm. But three separate articles of clothing on different people were found to actually be radioactive (laughs) and contain radiation. The people weren't, like, irradiated. The tents were None of the items were irradiated. Just the three separate items of clothing. Mm. And there is no, like, public explanation for why that would be the case. Yeah. The final, I guess, bit of information that they found on the crime scene was that these people had obviously left the tent in such a rush that they couldn't even put their clothes and shoes on. And in that type of weather, that's almost certain death. Except one of the hikers had, had the time and, and clarity of thought to grab his camera and took his camera with him.
1: Huh. I didn't know that. That's yeah. very mysterious. No, f-
0: no footage was able to be recovered because it was just in such, like, yeah. a, a bad state. Um, but, yeah, you run out of your tent in the middle of the night in minus 30 degree temperature. You don't grab your shoes or jackets, but you do grab your camera.
1: Mm, priorities. I mean, <laughs> when you're panicking, though. <laughs> so, so, this is the... S- Well, exactly.
0: So, then the mystery is what happened to these campers? And after the initial Mm -hmm. investigation in 1959, uh, the Russian authorities pretty much declared it a mystery. They said, we don't know. It was some terrible natural event and Mm. they all died and it's tragic. But the case was, even though it was closed, Mm. it was officially uh, unsolved, I guess. Yeah. And that is the the story of the Dyatlov Pass.
1: Mm. Which... We love when something is just declared a mystery. That's when our ears prick up. Yes. And we go, well, we're going to solve it.
0: <laughs> and then we go, well, a mystery for you, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You haven't met us. <laughs> so, we can crack this 60-decade-year-old yeah. cold case. Yeah. Easy. A cold case. We can
1: crack this in 20 minutes or just go off on ridiculous tangents, which is more likely what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We got this. So... Let me – I'll go over the very plausible theories and then I'll get mm-hmm. into the really ridiculous ones. I love that. A.K.A. my favourite and the ones that I like to believe in.
0: Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> so, the very plausible one was that it was a slab avalanche, which I think we've decided we both want to call slab-a-lanche. a slab avalanche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is when – There's like a weak part of ice underneath the top layer and I think that they had cut into the ice to put their tent on this hill and it made it really unstable. So then the ice piled up and fell over on on top of them. They thought it was an avalanche and then they went like, ah, cut themselves out from under the tent, rushed out. Yeah, because the tent was cut open from the inside very And also, it was like, how do you find out if something's been cut open from the inside? But apparently, a seamstress was was able to determine this.
0: Wow, I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's impressive. Um, I mean, I think that's also would account for the, and and they've said that that would account for the kind of like internal high Mm -hmm. pressure injuries. Yes. Like if they'd been lying in the tents asleep and then this huge weight of of snow was suddenly on them. Yeah that would account for them having yep. internal injuries and no external injuries. Yes,
1: and they also said it could have been a, ca- um, a combination of um, the, it's called catabatic winds which only happen in like mm-hmm. the Alps like that in that area which are like very, like very, very high winds. So, they probably mm-hmm. were also s- potentially starting to get buried under the tent. But that being said, the pictures of the tent like what, it was found 29 days later after, like, their disappearance? It didn't, it wasn't, like, really that buried. Yeah. It was just, it was still there above the surface. So, it's kind of odd.
0: And this is the thing. So, the avalanche theory was one that was kind of first proposed in 1959 and kind of dismissed yeah. because there would be evidence of an avalanche. Yeah. The tent would be buried, yeah. the bodies would have been buried, and they yeah. just weren't. And like like yeah. you said, they found the bodies 29 days later hmm. um, and had, like, the appropriate amount of snowfall coverage. but that kind of was one of the leading causes of Mm. of this avalanche theory being questioned Mm -hmm. Um, and a little bit of trivia so the case was reopened in 2019 i don't know why i guess people just wanted to solve it and they actually used uh, the same like animation studio or whatever it was that designed the snow for the movie frozen actually assisted the investigation in being able to replicate snow patterns (laughs) and so it was the same like 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 animation engine, I guess that allowed them to replicate this this snow conditions and figure out that it could have been a slab of land. Oh my so god! There you go, frozen. So <laughs> good on you, Anna Someone and Elsa, saving, saving, the day saving the day again. again. <laughs> <Someone> these <laughs> these uh, cold cases. How
1: resourceful!
0: How resourceful! I Isn't think this that's an amazing kind of world? Cool. They yeah. So then, in in, in twenty twenty, they officially closed the case, declaring it. To be Mm. this lab Mm. Uh,
1: but
0: But some people have issues with that theory.
1: Yeah, because it's also... So, after that, I guess they fled the tent, went down. But 1.5 Ks, how long were they running for in, like, bare feet? Like, that's nuts. Well, this is the thing. There's
0: just so many things that don't add up. No. Like, okay, so they all... They ran far away, which is fair enough. Um, but then, obviously, some of them went back for the the clothes of the their friends who had died. Yeah, but wouldn't you keep going back to the tent and get like your gear?
1: Yeah, I know. Unless they couldn't find the tent, but it depends how what the what the timeline is for this. For about how much longer they survived than their friends? Well, we mm. know
0: that from the autopsies they were all dead about six to eight hours after their last meal, which mm. is not that long. No. So, they had the remnants of the half-eaten meal in the tent. So, yeah. we can kind of assume that at least some of them were up and cooking and eating yeah. when the, the – yeah. we'll call it a slab lunch here. Mm-hmm. But six to eight hours after, like, is is not a crazy amount of time. It's a long time when you don't have any clothes and it's minus 30 yeah. degrees. But it's – it's, I guess it would have still been dark if it was nighttime. Yeah,
1: it must have been overnight. Like, they. that's probably why they couldn't overnight. find their way yeah. back. Couldn't he have used his camera to, like, take pictures? Of, I don't know. <laughs> to try <laughs> and use the flash. It was like
0: 1959, like, <laughs> camera tech. I don't know if yep. it had the high quality yep. um, lights. But that would also account for why they were trying to climb the trees to get a, a vantage point and see there.
1: Yeah. And also, I think one of the theories I saw was that they were climbing the trees to because they'd made a fire so they were climbing the trees to try and get drier branches from the top apparently that's a thing um but he like okay that would make sense scraped himself and like and then that also explains why they had like charred fingers because they probably shoved their hands in the fire because it was so cold which like is pretty nuts and also that he'd like taken a like bitten a piece out of his hand that was pretty odd oh i didn't know that yeah they were literally like this is how loaded this series of deaths is is that there is so many it's like insane. different like every t- details every individual
0: you look into they're so different like yep. it wasn't like they're all out of hypothermia they all had these internal yep. injuries each person had such a variety yep. of of problems, yeah,
1: it's crazy, and it's so weird. And there was like ten of them, so it just takes forever to kind of go through and be like, oh no, that was the guy that had foam coming out of his mouth. Okay. <laughs> was that the radiation? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're interested, look into it. Um, there's also some photos which I like. I'm if yeah, if you want to look at them, they're there, yep. but they're pretty. They're pretty gruesome. Um, they
1: are, like, and they don't really give you warnings either. But, um, yeah, they just kind of pop up, and it, it's a bit yeah. like
0: they have, like, one photo of, this, of these people, like, laughing and joking mm. before they set up for the trip, and the next photo is their, like, corpse. It's a little rough. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I like, wouldn't, I wouldn't, have, if you're not, yeah,
1: I wouldn't appreciate a send off like don't that.
0: Look, look, <laughs> look up these photos. But they yeah. are online yeah. if you are interested. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: um, but, yeah, these, These people, tell us what happened to them. Well, the next, so the last plausible theory for this, because I feel like this this event happened in stages, was for the last three people that were found, you know, wearing their friend's clothes off in the forest or whatever. Which is the weirdest set of It is the weirdest. They think that they tried to build a snow shelter underground and then they fell through into the creek. Jesus. Like it was... It wasn't because apparently that river doesn't completely freeze in winter. Okay, so they fell through to the river and then got completely crushed and then ended up like I don't know, yeah, over in the forest in the creek, I guess. So that's when so they that they, could
0: account for some injuries, yeah,
1: yeah, it could. And they found um, one of the women lying down and like her without a tongue and her like eyes. Had we're missing okay um, but if you
0: if you fall down into a creek, what, what, what your tongue's not going to go?
1: Well, apparently this um a doctor or something one of the sources I looked at they said that apparently, yeah, if you're lying f- face down in a ditch <laughs> in a creek, um your parts of your body can start to decompose, so that would account for that that her why her eyes disappeared oh, or you could say that they got poked out so by fish, awful. I really don't know.
0: <laughs> but, Wait, so you're saying if you lay down in a ditch yeah. for like a couple of days. Face down, your tongue and eyes would dissolve? I mean, that's pretty
1: outlandish, but let's go with that.
0: <laughs> that just sounds crazy. I just feel like we would have he- like heard more cases of, like, bodies being found in ditches with, like, no eyes or tongues. We that's should investigate nice. that.
1: Yeah. I mean. And also, oh. It's because apparently oh. it wasn't, like, it wasn't cut off. It was just missing. It was just so- missing. That's
0: the thing. They yeah. just weren't there, and she definitely had
1: eyes before she left the Wait, trip. Wait, do we know like, this? This was a new. <laughs> Did Does anyone, anyone ask? She's got eyes.
0: <laughs> She's got eyes. Did she have fun. a tongue? <laughs> And she definitely had her full skull. Um, yeah, I just, I just think okay, the fair. skull, the bone of the skull wouldn't dissolve. Like okay, the tongue, the eyes are kind of gooey ooh, ooh. flesh. Yeah, I guess, but part of yep. her skull was missing. Yep. Missing, not broken. It wasn't there. Mm. And I don't think that your bo- your bone is not gonna disintegrate mm. and rot over twenty nine days. Mm. That's crazy.
1: It is, and it's very mysterious. And this brings us to. Two of the craziest theories, or the ones that I really love, is that it was either an alien invasion or a really angry yeti (laughs) that attacked them, um, which both because of Parake. So, with the alien invasion theory, apparently, um, in the days leading up to their disappearance, death, murder, whichever, um there were balls of light seen in the sky by people from the town Uh and um, they think maybe like one theory instead of them building a fire, the burns and stuff. And apparently part of um, the tree was charred as well as they think it was like heat rays from some kind of alien force. Um,
0: Okay. And maybe-
1: I don't know. I mean, we've done an episode on UFOs. Maybe they took them for experiments and then dumped <laughs> them in a ditch. <laughs> and away you go. I
0: mean, I mean,
1: and stole their clothes. Like, wow, they're really yeah, mean. I, Aliens are dicks. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I look to so I that doesn't feel entirely likely to me. That being said, the fact that this, this, one of these hikers grabbed their camera in this life and death situation i feel like if it was the mm-hmm. middle of the night and it was an avalanche mm-hmm. like you wouldn't that's not something that you would want to take photos <laughs> yeah. of badly enough yeah to risk your life for it um and to prevent yourself from grabbing something more and like i doubt he was mm. sleeping with his camera like he would yeah. have had to have grabbed it i just i just feel like it had to have been mm. something that he would want to document, and I don't feel like yeah. a slumolanch mm-hmm. is that. Whereas aliens are a yeti, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I that's, I'm not backing those theories, but I'm, I'm just saying it's – there are some. And the, okay, the, okay, the the one thing that aliens might might have done that nothing else could explain is the radiation. That's
1: that's true. There is that's weird.
0: The radiation is, is so weird. There is a
1: theory. Um, apparently, two of those people had worked at a radiation plant, so apparently, it can stay on your clothing. Oh, apparently, that was part oh. of it. Unless it's made okay, up. Okay, well, I think like that's definitely the answer. Then, yeah, it kind of feels like it, it has feels been like that solved, but it's also has really fun. Been no, the radiation. Actually, I take that back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I take that back because this is this is the weirdest part for me. Okay. Is that you know how the entire time we've been saying that they fled from the tent, they cut themselves out and they ran yeah. away um apparently their foot tracks were traced and they were walking they weren't running why were they walking like wait for real for real like their footsteps oh that just gave me chill. i know it's like oh. okay so even if it okay let's say it was a really angry yeti that was radioactive you'd still run from, you'd, you'd run, from alien, you'd run from a yeti you'd run from an alien you would run from a yeti you'd run from yeah s- like slavalanche you'd run from all of them so
0: what was if you're going walking, on? then you would grab your cold or cold weather gear. Yeah. Um. I read one theory that was like they had hypothermia. Mm. Um. And so they were all like, because there is there is a mm. one symptom of hypothermia is that you feel excessively hot, yes. so you want to strip off yeah. all of your clothes. But I, I just – this just feels super easy to dismiss. Like, they were experienced hikers. Yes. nine of them. The chance of them all getting hypothermia at the same time and then all getting the same symptom and doing yep. this crazy doing- thing, just that just feels yep. super far-fetched. Yeah. So I'm, I'm willing to dismiss that one. I, I'm dismissing that quicker than I'm dismissing aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but- okay, but if they were walking, then what the hell? It definitely w- wouldn't have been a slab right?
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty odd, I think, because unless something was down by the river, like drawing them in like a really cool alien.
0: <laughs> oh, like a sexy alien. Just like they were seduced by a sexy alien calling them to the river. <laughs>
1: We've reached a new <laughs> so frontier with that's why they not have any quotes because
0: they're about to have
1: sick alien sex. <laughs> or, or maybe um, – this was this was one of my theories was that it was an avalanche of aliens, so like
0: <laughs> <laughs> wait wait Were the aliens in the snow pre avalanche
1: yeah, yeah. and then the <laughs> avalanche
0: like like k- like unfrozen <laughs>
1: yeah oh okay. okay okay that exactly and then they decided I I don't know what they decided it's it's I can't really even estimate that to be honest but they just all
0: just walk slowly away
1: from <laughs> the yeah, maybe they maybe the footsteps were backward because they were backing away from the tent
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were like keep it cool keep it cool
1: guys keep it cool guys. Keep slowly it cool.
0: reverse the aliens will never yeah. know what's happening
1: yeah and okay so and then the yeti okay so this is also quite weird is that in their photographs of the days leading up of them hiking and stuff in the back in the background of one of them is like a really weird figure that kind of looks like a yeti and it hasn't been superimposed yeah i've seen that photo yeah
0: it could i think i'm i think it's just one of the hikers and it was just like a bad photo of one of them (laughs) dawdling behind i just feel like this i just feel like if there was a yeti in the russian mountains some other russians would have been like hey (laughs) there's a yeti (laughs) and i also feel like what's a yeti doing with like like a woman's tongue, you know yeah, what Yeah, I mean? because
1: even then, like, I was looking into this theory and, like, a lot of the history of yetis, if they exist, is that they are not going to attack unless they're provoked or threatened and, like, I don't see I'm why so, them. Stop. stop. No, I stop.
0: I have to stop you right here. <laughs> what do you mean the history of, like, the science of yetis? What are you talking <laughs> about? Think they that's exist. No one, no one, okay, okay, if they exist, that's one thing. Nobody is sitting there going, like, these are the attributes of a yeti. They don't like this X, Y, Z. Nobody knows yetis well enough to know you that. Know. You're not a yeti expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's a yeti expert.
1: <laughs> a expert. Maybe, on. On yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to move to Russia <laughs> and study yetis. It's probably a thing. I really don't know. <laughs> but look, but also, just, just flow with me here, okay, okay. is that, if that's true that Yetis aren't gonna attack less provoked, <laughs> why would why would they maybe it was a group of Yetis, I don't know, why would they have attacked these people camping in the middle of a freaking snowstorm? So, okay, <laughs> like, wait, no, no. I'm,
0: okay, so you're saying you're saying I believe, yes, it could have been a Yeti because yeah, it could have been a Yeti, but I, you're not willing to believe that a Yeti would attack them unprovoked. <laughs> you are willing to believe in the Yeti, but you're not willing to believe it would attack them unprovoked. <laughs> That's affirmative.
1: <a> crazy leap. <laughs> Maybe they provoked a Yeti then. Look, honestly, they you? they could have. Um, and <laughs> I don't think they could Look. Have. <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of getting into my uh, more outlandish theories that I immediately thought <laughs> more of. Was outlandish. That, yes. Oh, yeah, they a- keep going. I was like, I think they had been drinking hot cocoa, so I thought, okay, maybe it was poisoned hot cocoa and it made them go local. <laughs> okay, you know what?
0: That is actually way less outlandish than many of the other theories. <laughs> like, because, <laughs> yeah, them being crazy could have accounted for a lot of this stuff and... <laughs> Like, maybe it was just a terrible accident, in which one of them got some poisoned cocoa and they all drank it. And, like, that to me feels honestly more plausible than the avalanche theory. Just because, because mm-hmm. it like if they're crazy, then yeah, they would do unexplainable stuff that would be hard to track. Mm.
1: Or even if it was just the two that had radioactive poisoning, they could have murdered the other ones or something. Although their injuries, the <laughs> the internal trauma, that yeah, couldn't have been done by a human. Yeah, definitely was so not maybe. Murder, it, which also makes mm-hmm. me think it couldn't have been done by a yeti, because I don't think
0: a yeti would freeze people. Also, the yeti
1: would have had to have covered and like up his you tracks. Said, the <laughs> yeti
0: was not the yeti. Yeah, that was like you said, like yeti. <laughs> Never attack when they're not provoked, and these were nice guys. And I just don't think that he yeti would get them,
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe that theory is debunked, and I'm hearing it back now. Um, my, <laughs> other, my other theory, uh, um, which is even more insane, was that there was like, um, which is a very me theory is that there was a demon in the tent. <laughs> That maybe – maybe, and he just grabbed his camera to take a photo of it but then I had to leave. I don't
0: know. <laughs> you know, I, and the footage I, got erased. I like that
1: a lot more than I like aliens and I like the
0: Yeti. Thank you. Because it just <laughs> – like a demon – I feel like a demon would be <laughs> capable of causing internal injuries like that and would just make mm-hmm. someone's eyes and tongue disappear for the sake of it.
1: Yeah. Like I feel like a yeah. demon and a, would,
0: yeah. would just like want to fuck with the crime scene as much as possible yeah. so that it's impossible to figure And out it
1: would happened. rip – it would rip the tent out for sure From and make it inside. go crazy. Yeah, make for it a sure. possessed tent. I don't know. It would have freaked them out. They wouldn't have wanted to go back to the tent. If that. If there's a demon, they'll in just there. go sit yeah, out no in the way. woods. Yeah,
0: no way for sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that theory. I yeah, I like your theories a lot more than I like a lot of
1: the internet oh, theories. <laughs> I love that you're on board with this. <laughs> wow. Well, that's like I I those are the most outlandish things that I could think of that made the most sense to me. Based on uh, you know, hypothermia, horrific injuries, missing eyes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, here's the thing. Like I just okay, like science has decided that this was most likely a act And I believe that. I believe it could like could make the internal injuries. I believe it would make mm. them all rush out. I I the radiation, mm. if they worked at the radiation, but it just feels like, you know, maybe if they fell they made a hole and then they fell to the creek, like sure. So, it just feels like mm. all of these tiny little separate theories, mm-hmm. when you put them all together, like, individually they're all possible, but when you put them mm-hmm. all together, it just seems like such an unlikely series of bad luck. Like, yeah. for one thing after another, for for them to have yeah. radiation, for them to have a slab lance, for them to make this igloo that fell through, like, it just... Mm. That just is an insanely bad night. And mm. <laughs> the law of numbers just makes me feel like that is less likely than it being a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I just, at that point, I feel like a demon is just the easier answer because it's going, these people had to have monumentally bad and mm-hmm. weird luck yeah, for their hike to yeah. end up the way it did. Oh, Like it's such a weird
1: case. It was a cursed trip. Did you know that that last guy, you know, that joined the trip and then was sick... And left. Yeah, you didn't. He was yeah. like added on last minute by the university, and no one knows why. And he was ten years older than everyone else. It's very weird. So, like, huh. did he curse the trip and then left? You know what I'm saying? Oh, don't know. That is weird. It is called Dead Mountain again.
0: It is called <laughs> so, Dead Mountain. That's so, <laughs> a. I just. It's so weird. What happened to them on the mountain?
1: <laughs> what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I want I to what happened to them on the mountain? Do you know what I was thinking, Erica? Mm. Why didn't the Soviets use their psychic spies to solve <laughs> this case?
0: <laughs> uh, that's a really they had the opportunity. Good question. They had the means. The they had the opportunity. They had all those. That's a fuck. Oh, okay. You know how we said. Um, also you haven't mm. listened to our psychic spies episode, like this is not gonna make any sense to you. You know how we said if they had psychic spies, they would have to get rid of mm. them in order to cover their own tracks.
1: Oh yes. What if these hikers <gasps> were the psychic were spies? Were the psychic spies? Because that was the other theory, actually, that it was like an insider military operation. That they had gone across these like lands yes. where they were doing strikes or something and, and it was just like all covered up. Like there was explod there was like bombs and stuff. Yeah,
0: which which Mm. I mean, I don't know what the, like, Russian, like, investigation (laughs) process Mm. was in 1959, but for them to look at this weird, weird, like, set of deaths and be like, yeah, we're closing the case, it's unexplained, that just feels like super kind of sloppy work or, like, unfinished. Yeah. But maybe they were just like underfunded but also maybe they were covering something up especially if these people had irradiated clothes like that is not something you would want to leak to the public mm. if there had been some kind of exposure from their job or or whatever it was mm. just having kind of stray like like radiation out there isn't a good look for the Russian government. So so.
1: I don't know. I'd look, yeah, maybe. I feel like they've got a long history Not of spies, but maybe
0: they were covering people up.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they've got a long history of bad looks, <laughs> but <laughs> and cover-ups. But um, I just, I just
0: think any government body, yeah, if just full stop. I feel like any government
1: body, I don't trust. <laughs> That's what the core of this is. Yep.
0: You just, yeah, you just don't you don't trust the government.
1: Trust and uh is the education system over there owned by the government? Like the universities?
0: Do you know? in nineteen fifty nine? Well, yeah, there was all the, the Communist Party. Um hmm. so it was it was all quite quite literally that was kind of their whole their whole shit. Mm. Um
1: yeah. Sending them off yeah, to Dead Mountain.
0: <laughs> okay, well I don't think the university sent them, but I do like this idea of them being psychic spies and this is how they got rid of their
1: psychic spies. No. Maybe there was a psychic uh, battle. I think it's a I think it's another the plausible theory that no one will listen to, but um
0: I, I think it's probably know. I like if I put plausibility, I'd probably go with slabalanche, and this would probably be just like a couple steps mm-hmm. below slabalanche and plausibility. Um a, a lot higher though than than uh the Yeti though.
1: That's still the bottom for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this leads us to the next segment. Oh, yeah, we've got segments. We've got a segment this time. It is... Preposterous Canoundrums. there will be a song. Um, (laughs) So, Erica, yeah, this is a question for you. Well, I've got two for you today, actually. Okay. How would you fend off Mm -hmm. an angry Yeti?
0: Fend off an angry... Okay, well... So I've already provoked it in this situation. <laughs> there are so some already- creatures, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm already it's too late. So I've already provoked it <laughs> somehow. And it's coming at me and I'm hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I would use like, I w- you know, you, you have those like ski poles that you like mm-hmm. stick in the snow. I would use them as like, like javelins to like oh. try to spear the Yeti. I'm imagining myself being very competent in this situation. <laughs> because I can't outrun a Yeti. One, I can't run in the snow. That's too hard. I can't outrun a yeti. Not an option. <laughs> just for me. through experience. So I'm gonna you have know. to try to s- I'm just i I know. I'm listen, I'm I'm honest. I can't outrun a yeti. I'm gonna spear it with my my snow sticks and then maybe use my like big ski shoe to like bonk it on the oh, head. Yeah. And try to knock it out. And then I would run.
1: And then you would run. I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I was thinking more you could just like make snowballs and turn it into a snowball fight, and then somehow the Yeti gets tricked into having fun. Okay,
0: so uh, you have kind of this picture of Yetis. <laughs> it's like these really, really <laughs> lovely creatures, <egregious. laughs> very peaceful, forgivable, very, like forgiving and fun loving. So you want to win the Yeti over with love. Yeah. That. That's that's okay, what that I sounds- do.
1: But I like to know that you would use your ice poles as a javelin stick. That's good to know. Just Yeah. That, I feel like that's how you yeah, fare offend off, kind of, if off yours, a bear.
0: If your if you're one of love <laughs> falls through, I'll I'll go at it with my javelins. Yeah, <laughs> so we've got, yeah, we've got covered. everything covered. You be attacked by a yeti. Um, exactly. My next <laughs> kill it with kindness mm-hmm. and then just kill it.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Poor Yeti. Well, okay. Then my next question for you is would you steal clothes Mm. off a dead body to either get warm or get trendy?
0: Yeah, absolutely to – one of them for sure. (laughs) Um, Let's get trendy. (laughs) (laughs) Look, obviously survival situations and, like, I'm – like i'm big into survival situations mm-hmm. um like and i feel like you obviously it's, it's harder to do it once you're there but i feel like you do what you have to do to live whether that's still someone's clothes whether it's resort to cannibalism like i feel like in this situation if it's life or death i feel like most people would do what they have to do to survive yeah um and i don't think that i think that's a good instinct and a, a natural mm-hmm. part of being a person um to be trendy if it was a dead body, like in a real life situation, that's super fucked.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if it was like a super bad person and like.
1: Yeah, I think maybe. you have this idea that when people just drop dead, they have a sign on them that says whether they were a super bad person or not. <laughs> I don't think that happens. <laughs> like, it's I okay. About, I was like, terrible.
0: <laughs> stealing your clothes. Yes or no. Um, look. It, it, it's like, okay, let's put it this way. If you've got two dead bodies and it's a survival situation and you need to steal one of their winter coats or you'll die and one winter coat is definitely more fashionable than the other, both equal levels of warmth, of course you pick the, the nicer coat. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. We're all just humans trying to get by in this crazy mixed up world of ours, like steal one man's dead coat <laughs> versus another. <laughs> it's, it's all fine. <laughs> So mm-hmm. what it is? Why would would
1: you? Um, hmm, probably. I don't. I yeah, for for mm. warmth. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. see. yeah.
0: Oh my god! Of course, otherwise you die, and then you've got more dead bodies. Like that does nobody any. If I die, if we're hiking through the Russian wilderness, and I die, and you're like, mm, Eric is Erica's wearing sheepskin skin coat. coat. <laughs> Um, two of them. I 100% 100% give you permission Thank to take you. it off my
1: court. So this is on record. Like, yeah, So of I just got you on record saying you on don't mind record. if I steal your clothes. Okay, cool. Good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I'm dead. No, when I think I'm that was dead. just in general. <laughs> Actually, i, I you can think- steal them
1: alive. I don't know. I, you can steal my clothes.
0: It's fine. <laughs> okay, well you're way more fashionable than I am. Anyway, I don't know what you'd be doing with my clothes.
1: Well, now that we've but, uh, we've discussed um, those preposterous conundrums, um, I think we need to go to our verdicts.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. You you start because I feel like you mm-hmm. had a lot more theories. But I want to know what what you mm-hmm. jokes aside,
1: what do you actually think happened? I to these guys? wow, the believer is gonna go with science for this one. I fully do you believe that um that the slab happened, they cut themselves out of the tent. For some reason they walked. Still that's yeah quite weird. But also it is potential we were talking earlier that maybe they were starting to get hypothermia anyway, depending on the winds with those yeah, capitolic winds. Like if,
0: if <clears throat> Yeah, like the slab lunch, like they could just be in shock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they walked for, I don't know, a kilometer and then Tried to um, – t- did two of them die on the way? Yeah. Uh, yeah, three
0: of them died en route to the to the fire.
1: Yeah, yeah. Started a fire, got burned, climbed up the tree, got burned again. Uh, then they, you know, died, stole their clothes, went to build the snow shelter, fell into the river and then decomposed a bit. Um. Yeah, and then got covered over by mounds of snow over the next 29 days. It's very, very grim, but and they also, also – mm-hmm. Worked at the radiation company, and the guy worked for the radiation company. Mm. But also, still, I'm thinking potentially that extra person that joined the trip and then left cursed the trip, or he was just yeah, he was he was cursed and it cursed the trip to <laughs> Dead Mountain. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay, you're like I. This is the thing. This is so crazy. You're going way more scientific than mm. I. Like okay, I I agree because there can't possibly be any other answer. Like it can't be a, a yeti or a demon or an alien or. It has to just be what you said, that, that sort of domino effect of cheaty luck and cheating, yeah. but that just seems, I, I feel like, okay, I feel like yes, avalanche, 100%. Yeah. And then a lot of bad shit happened after that. Yeah. Based in science. But I definitely think there is a mm. big piece of this picture that we are missing. Yeah. And that we are just never going to get. Yeah. Because it's too weird and it's too... unexplained and if that is Mm -hmm. the case then it's just too unfortunate for there not to be something that we are missing
1: I like to think there's a lot of mystery (laughs) in the mountains like the Alps are very unforgiving in the best of times and when you add hypothermia to the mix and like people get delusional when they get hypothermia and they do things they would never do normally. Yeah. It's it's a completely different state of mind. And if they mind. were
0: theoretically out there in that temperatures with that yeah. little clothing for six hours before they died, like, yeah, maybe you would start doing some insane things and mm. maybe you would fall into the creek. So so maybe it is simpler than we like to think it is. Um, but it's I, – I, I don't know. There's a part of this that I find really, in a weird way, really – heartwarming is the fact that this case from the 1959 Mm. was reopened in 2019. Yeah. Like, just the fact that we are able to, as a society, Mm. go, this case that happened in this other country 60 years ago Mm. that never got solved, that, like, it wasn't a murder. It wasn't like there was a murderer still loose that they had to go and get. Like that by solving this wasn't theoretically going to fix anything. Mm. Just the fact that we went, hey, we want to solve this and find the answer and that we were able to get more data and actually, mm. I don't know, I just feel like it makes that huge expanse of time feel so much smaller. Yeah. And like, hey, like these these kids, these university kids from mm. 60 years ago are still being talked about and, and it's horrific what happened to them and obviously that's mm. not what they wanted. Yeah. But it's I don't know, it just makes the, the world feel a
1: bit smaller.
0: Yeah. In a weird way. That you won't like a bit of a bit of positivity out of this yeah, awful thing that happened. That you
1: won't be forgotten. Like it was a long time ago, but
0: Yeah, just that but people care. People yeah. care. And whether it's because they wanna know what happened. Mm. But people care about this this stranger sixty years ago and just, yeah. they wanna know if it was the snow and they wanna like I don't know. Mm. It's it just feels like this huge communal sense of mm. Interest and that—that I think is—is interesting about cases like this. And
1: everyone loves a good mystery, I think.
0: Everyone loves a mystery, which is kind of the the point of this whole podcast, really. That's everyone loves a mystery. (laughs) Skeptics (laughs) and believers alike—it's all,
1: Mm -hmm. it's all interesting. I think that brings us to the end of our first episode of the second series. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. This has been the Hoke Perk Pod. I'm Emily. And I'm Erica. We'll see you next time.
0: (laughs) Hi, you've reached the end of the first episode. Uh, If you like it, um, please keep listening and you can also go back to our first season and have a look through those first 10 episodes. Uh, they are all available on our website.
1: Yes, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and you can email us, uh, hokepokepod at gmail.com. Feel free to send through your stories and please like, share with your friends, get the word out about this spooky little podcast. Yeah, and you can find us
0: on all those mediums, just the Hoke Poke pod or Hoke Poke pod uh, will pop up. Um. And, yeah, just get in contact with us about anything, (laughs) positive, negatives, actually, no, (laughs) leak those to yourself. (laughs) Um, But we would love to hear from you, and especially as we move into Season 2 when we start to get Mm -hmm. more sort of ideas for episodes. If you have a suggestion, shoot it. Mm -hmm. Um, We'd also like to say thank you to Guillermo Timble who designed all of our graphics for us. We'd also like to say thank you to Robert Kelly, our Mm -hmm. uh, fantastic and ever-patient editor.
1: We love you, Rob. um,
0: Who's always working Mm -hmm. incredibly hard behind the scenes, and we couldn't do without him. Is that the end of the
1: credits? (laughs) Thank you for listening. I guess that's the end of the credits. (laughs) We really need to print this off again. Thank you (laughs) you for listening.
0: (laughs) Thanks.